Hi there, and welcome to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and I appreciate you being here. We have a lot of really great resources for you, and today's topic is one that affects many, many parents with autism, and it is something that's a little bit newer to some people. So um, just to let you know, our topic is on um, cannabis and autism. Now, If you have been wondering about medical grade cannabis and if it can help your child with their symptoms of autism, there are a lot of parents reporting really, really positive results with its use. And you need to know really what where to get it, how to assess your child, what is quality, a quality product, how to find quality products. And it's also important to know that it comes in various forms. It comes in liquid tinctures. It comes in creams that can be rubbed on the skin. So there's various ways it can be used. And today I also have Tony Verzura with us. He is a medical grade cannabis expert. And I'm going to read a little bit of his bio for you just to give you some of his background because Tony and I did an interview, a podcast interview um, that you can find um, with all of the links that we'll do for this show. I'll put them at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash pot, P-O-T. It's a lot easier to spell than cannabis. So um, so you can find the, um, the past interview I did with Tony and any links that we talked to on this show. But it's been uh, a little while since I interviewed Tony, and um, now there are a lot of new developments made. As you know, um, things are really uh, increasing. Their legalizations are being made. There are places that you can get assessed. So we're going to cover all of that. Um, so Tony Verzura is the creator of the ACT ACT Now program, Pranamet Medicinals, Blue River Extracts, Advisa California, and the lead inter- inventor on U.S. granted patents issued under the public entity United Cannabis. Mr. Verzura has over 20 years experience as a product innovator in the cannabis industry and has earned over 70 cannabis awards during his career. Mr. Verzura walks hand in hand with strategic partners to help coordinate onboarding patient programs, standard operating procedures, and promotes good manufacturing practices worldwide. Tony Verzura has had special guest appearances on CNBC, Money Talk, and Viceland's Bong Appetite. He's attended countless cannabis business conferences and and events throughout the United States, Jamaica, Canada, Amsterdam, and Spain. And his publications include the Washington Post, High Times, Vice, Playboy, Culture Magazine, Dope Magazine, Skunk Magazine, Sensi Seeds Gadget, and Frank 151. So uh, thank you for being here with us today, Tony. I really appreciate um, you sharing your, your time and your expertise with us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me back on as well. Looking yeah. And I know, as, as I mentioned a few minutes ago, there's some new developments, uh, new developments that have come about in the last couple of years. And I'm, I'm sure you have some really great new information to share with us. So, um, and I know you've worked with autism and, and you and I also did, and, and people can find the link to it on that, on that, the link I gave as well, to uh, a panel with a couple of autism moms who had had success with, um, with your help and, and cannabis. So you've, you've worked with autism and what differences, you know, might parents notice and we might also want to even start out with like what is cannabis and the differences between various types because some parents are really you know this might be even brand new to some people listening in today sure um there's a lot of stigma surrounded uh around cannabis because of our history with it in the united states 
um, and internationally, very particularly in the in the 30s and 40s. So there's an impression that is left with many of the minds that cannabis uh, is linked to these propaganda videos that were used once upon a time. Um, I'm sure you've heard of like reefer madness and these things. Um, there's a lot of information that was put out there that was false. Uh, some by our government and some by organizations that did not want to see any proper studies. And so over the last 40 years, up until about a decade ago, there was um, studies that were funded um, by our government and, and cannabis was grown by our government uh, for federal patients. And they put together a program. Uh, that program was run until about 1994, 96. They had a couple more patients that actually about four of them still continued to use their program uh, the federal program, which where they provided about 300 cannabis joints a month to a patient and recommended that they smoke 10 of those a day as part of their quote-unquote medical cannabis program for these federal patients. Um, that expired about 2011 on the last couple of those patients. And during those 40 years, um, they dedicated a place in Mississippi that said this was the one place that um, we were, the government was going to grow cannabis and they were going to study it. They even have patents on uh, cannabinoids for anti-inflammatories um, and, and injuriousic-like properties of, of inflammation and things. And so they unfortunately really wanted to focus on the negative adverse effects of cannabis. So they funded a lot of these studies um, that targeted smoking cannabis and aggressively smoking cannabis. They even did a study with monkeys where they uh, put masks on, on them and, and, you know, forced as much cannabis into them as they possibly could. Um, some of the, some of the things that happened during that, uh, you know, as they're exploring for adverse negative effects, they found that uh, what's, you know, in the, in the drug world, uh, safety profiles and safety ratings are established. So some people understand what that means, but as an example, uh, an opiate um, drug that's created um, has a safety profile of, of one in 10, as, as an example. And as we, you know, explore down fentanyl, which is 50, you know, at least 50 times stronger than, than our conventional opiates, um, they become more aggressively uh, unsafe, if you will. And, to compare it to, say, Tylenol, a safety profile of Tylenol is 1 in 100, which means if you uh, consume 100 times a recommended dose, it may cause, may cause death. Um, in cannabis, in those studies, they found uh, has an LD, LD50, which they, don't ha they can't report any actual death from it. So just kind of from a safety standpoint, even if you just smoked cannabis continuously and forced the smoke uh, into your body, uh, they haven't found a known actual death caused from that. So, in the in that in that time period, um, it's important to note that government did establish a program. They did start cultivating. They did start providing for patients. Um, many of those patients actually did get a lot of relief um, from just smoking that cannabis. Um, and those effects that were studied, um, there were supposed to be negative adverse effects. 
they found uh, from an overall safety profile, it was pretty. It was a pretty safe plant, but they only targeted um, one of those compounds, and that compound most of everyone knows today as THC. And so, the second most popular compound um, that is discussed, uh, you know, openly is uh, is CBD. And so there's 108 land races, over 100 compounds of cannabinoids, and over 100 compounds of terpenes. So there's a lot of information still on the table uh, to discuss, and uh, we're just starting, to be honest with you. Wow. Yeah, there are a lot of differences between. We get into. Uh, we get to take a short break. We'll talk about the terpenes, cannabinoids, and really how they work in the body and the differences between THC and uh, CBD. Um, when we come back, we'll give you some more information. Stay with us. Welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Karen Thomas, and we are coming to you live from Bold Brave Media, TuneIn Radio, and iHeartRadio. And today we have special guest Tony Verzuro with us, who is an expert on medical-grade cannabis. And just before the break, we were talking about the difference between THC and CBD. And I know there's a big difference there, So, um, and, and especially with what parents especially and people may think about as far as maybe the safety in mind or their thoughts about, um, you know, just um, having it be a drug versus it being, um, you know, a health-related item, so to speak. So between, you know, cannabinoids and terpenes and how they work, I know that you can probably help us understand that a little bit, Tony. So would you kind of give us those differences? Yeah, we'll expand on that. So uh, it's important that you understand that uh, cannabis in the in in the uh, lineage of of the timeline of when uh, it popped onto the map and compare this to other um, fruits and herbs and medicinal herbs and I know that you're uh, passionate about food and how it can help us heal and if we look at cannabis as a superfood um, that has medicinal properties I think it's a, it, it gives us a broader perspective of, of what's going on here. And so when we, when we look at an orange as an example, we can study an orange and the compounds that are, uh, exist within that orange. And, terp- and terpenes or essential oils of, the, of an orange, um, it produces an abundant amount of, of D-limonene. And in lavender, um, it's going to produce you know, a majority of linalool, and eucalyptus is eucalyptol. And when we start to study cannabis, we find that 130 compounds of essential oils exist within the plant itself. So that means this plant, uh, as it produces its leaf and it produces its flowering buds, it also secretes these oils that are known as trichome heads, and it covers uh, a vast majority of the of the plant material. And it produces different size heads that have these sacs, if you will, that contain um, all of these unbelievable medicinal essential oils that are built into one plant. And when you look at them, you go, oh, wow. Um, out of the 100 compounds, we're finding that that it, this, this particular plant is producing large quantities of what we see found in individual plants like the eucalyptus tree or, or uh, lavender or oranges on, and, and citrus fruits. And so that's important because they act as uh, in a synergistic way with the other compounds that are found in the cannabis plant. And so those other compounds, when we, we were just kind of briefly talking about THC and CBD, 
there's over a hundred of those compounds. And so when we really, when we take a scientific approach and we say, okay, what is it, what do we actually know today? And what we know today is that there, that if you look, you can find some pretty common information about our endocannabinoid system. This is an endogenous system that all mammals are born with. That's also in animals. So it's kind of interesting that we're actually born with a receptor system that responds to these particular cannabinoids that are produced in this plant material. Um, and there's a synergistic effect with those particular terpenes or those essential oils that are then paired with those particular compounds. Most people, uh, when they research this, they understand that there's THC and CBD because we've talked about a CB1 receptor and a CB2 receptors. And these are the first two receptors that were um, talked about and discovered, and we found that they work as little switches. And so THC has an effect on a certain receptor-based system, and so does CBD. And so what we find is that there isn't really any, you know, sativa or indica, but rather a, um, a synergistic pairing, if you will, of particular terpene profiles with particular ratios of THC and CBD in its raw form and its active form, um, which are also important because most people don't realize that the plant when it's growing is in its raw form and only by adding heat, AKA smoking a joint with a lighter, do you activate these compounds and they have significant differences uh, when they are being uh, absorbed, whether they're being absorbed through the lungs or through a, under the tongue, or through the skin, or through a capsule. And something really important to note is that um, we actually have 31 receptors, but we're only talking about two of them. And so the journey of discovering the and unlocking the potential of what is still out there um, is in the 90 percentile, meaning we only talk and study about 5% of this plant, and there's still 90, 95% of the canvas to cover. Um, and each, each human is born with a different amount of receptors. So if we know to date there's 31 of them and say you're born with 2,000 of them and I'm born with 5,000 of them, the amount of cannabis that is absorbed through these different methods will uh, fill up those receptors, if you will. And the best way to look at that is that these receptors are found in our mind and our body, and there are, uh, it's a signaling pathway system that signals when there's a problem or, or when it needs to be, um, when something needs to be uh, 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 recovered, such as if someone has a seizure, um, why cannabis works and why CBD works so well is that CBD is uh, used to help eliminate the frequency of those seizures. It's used to, uh, for post-seizure recovery. Um, it's used to help control um, uh, those frequency, which then improves cognitive function. And THC is generally um, seen as something that helps for, you know, nerve pain or pain-related uh, uh, patients, but combinations of, of both THC and CBD with combinations of particular terpenes uh, was the discovery that I made and ultimately that led to um, 
the patents that were granted. It's a method of use of how to use uh, ratio-based products with specific terpene profiles. And you've seen uh, differences between, you know, I, it's, I know it's it's got, uh, it's really growing in recognition for its help with seizures, which a lot of parents write in about, and then, you know, helping with sleep, helping reduce irritability and creating more calmness, a um, lot of benefits going on. We need to take a short break. This is Naturally Recovering Autism, and we're coming to you live from Bold Brave Media, TuneIn Radio and iHeartRadio. Stay with us. We will be right back. Hi, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and we're coming to you live from Bold Brave Media, TuneIn Radio, and iHeartRadio. And today's topic is on cannabis and, and its uh, effective help with autism. And we have special guest Tony Verzura here with us, who has uh, got over 20 years' experience in the medical-grade cannabis industry. And w- before the break, we were talking a little bit about some of the benefits of children with autism. So, Tony, can you can you give us some more information on what you're finding? is working with autism sure um, there was a lot that we laid out there as far as the landscape um, some a lot of it to absorb and um, what's important to note is that we've spent you know since 2011 or 12 working directly with patients uh, which is a little different than going down the FDA trial um, because they don't allow that in our country which is another subject um, that's evolving. But what we had to do was to start experimenting with different strains and different ratios and different terpene profiles and different delivery methods, along with learning about the different stages or different complex um, conditions with autism. And a lot of people don't understand what autism is. Um, Some of them you know, fear it. And some of the times it can be actually a a gift in in many cases. Um, And there's different, there's different levels of that. So severe autism, nonverbal, in an extreme case where the child can't communicate um, and is very frustrated, acts out and can sometimes be very violent is only one slice of this uh, that we've, that I've learned at least in my path. And so there's also mild cases, and some of those cases can can be controlled through food, as the work that you've shown. And so what uh, we've discovered is that with autism, and, and particularly, they're very particular in what they eat and uh, in their particular diet and, and trying to force medicine or uh, capsules or things like this sometimes really doesn't work. And so it's you've got to be able to adapt to where... Um, that patient or that child is at and ultimately we found there was different ratios and different things that worked very well for say these types of uh, conditions so if we were targeting severe autism nonverbal um, the last guess that you had we discovered that um, you know utilizing a one-to-one CBD to THC with a particular terpene profile that um, did not did not have um, uh, did not have a energetic, if you will, um, profile to it. So when we talk about sativa strains and people, you know, moms that are out there looking for particular strains, um, things that are going to smell like like oranges or lemons, um, sometimes those things could add. Um, 
aggravation, if you will, versus something that's going to smell more earthy or more garlicky that's going to have mercine in it and it's going to have a more sedative effect. So um, we discovered that you know, that a method of use underneath the tongue or through digestive as a one-to-one um, seemed to, to really uh, provide a lot of benefits for, for calming. And then we discovered that CBD paired with CBN, which is another compound, um, both of those are non-psychoactive. And when we talk about psychoactive, THC is the only um, fully psychoactive compound um, in its active version. But we have been able to isolate these compounds in their raw form that provides medicinal benefits without actually getting the patient stoned or high. And that's a big breakthrough in what we're, what we're talking about. So now we can target these one-to-one ratios. Uh, we can choose if they're raw, active, semi-active. We can pair them with particular terpene profiles, and we can target this delivery method. And so um, for those that listened to the last show, when we were talking about William, he can never go to the dentist. He would have to be bored and strapped down and providing CBD and CBN to him as a rescue formula uh, before he would go, he no longer needed to, to be strapped down. He was calm. He was focused. Um, providing that one-to-one allowed him to be a lot more uh, focused, a lot more uh, friendly, aware. He started uh, you know, going to school from one hour or two hours a day to a full day. And so these are things you can't really ignore when you're, you know, going down the path of, of, of seeing what works. And it started to work a lot more for all, all, all kinds of uh, autism patients. And uh, the discovery of one-to-one CBD and THC in uh, capsule and sublingual form works extremely well. Um, and then also the discovery of CBD and CBN paired as a rescue um, or for nighttime works extremely well. Yeah, I remember when we talked, you know, it's been a few years ago, a couple of years ago, I believe, that um, they hadn't isolated the THC out of it. So you were for parents who were concerned about their child seeming like, you know, getting high, they were they you would suggest the, the additional benefits of the THC to have them use that product at night right before bed. So they just slept it off, basically. But now it sounds like with the, the new testing and the new developments that they've been able to isolate that out even I had a mom write in just uh, just last night to me and said you know can you guide me as far I told her I'd mention it can you guide me as far as how cannabis can be used on my 14 year old hyperactive nonverbal child and I think you kind of just covered it basically you find the right formulation so how do parents find these right formulations you know for their child get assessed and 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 be able to to know you know okay so what does my child need and and to find quality as well yeah, and I think that's the most important part. And that the last time we spoke, um, we kind of barely talked about it, but Prana Medicinals is our product line. And then we offer um, a service to patients via our website is actnowprogram.com. And what we do is we actually sign up those patients. We use an EHR software and we assign a patient to, or, or a mother if she wants to, um, uh, sign up for, say, her son or daughter, and uh, we assign a nurse to each patient for free, and we personalize those programs for free, and we follow up for free. It's part of uh, uh, purchasing the product. And so 
I think that's a really important part because everyone's going to be a little bit different and everyone does need to realize that there might be some customization, if you will, based on age, particular eating patterns, um, and what stage of autism they have. Like you said, a, uh, the nonverbal, um, type and exactly what you just said, I would, you know, I would start with combinations of, of, one type of delivery method with one type of combination first, and then you can add on to that. So you wouldn't start with a whole bunch of things. You would start with one thing, see if it makes a difference, and then add on to that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm very big, especially in my own autism moms mentoring program about talking about, you know, starting one thing at a time, because then you'll know what's doing what if you do multiples at a time, then you and you have a negative reaction in some way, you don't know what it is. So we need to take a quick break. This is Naturally Recovering Autism from Bold Brave Media, TuneIn Radio and iHeartRadio. Stay with us. Hi there, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and today we are talking to uh, cannabis, medical-grade cannabis expert, Tony Verzura. And before the break, we were talking about some of the ways that you can... um, uh, get your child assessed and finding some um, how to how to learn how to dose your child with what they need. So, Tony, can you um, you know kind of extend on what we were we were talking about before the break on dosing and then the differences between you know like a raw form versus an active form and you know we've been mentioning THC and and people might be wanting to know well what are those benefits? So you can give us some more background on that. Yeah, yeah, no problem. So. Um, your previous guest that we had on there, um, you know, the mother that came to me, she was um, very concerned with THC, um, very conservative, very religious woman that uh, really was scared of it. And what, the way I explained it to her was um, THC in its full concentrated version, if it's isolated and you're just giving, you know, an adult or a child THC, depending on their age and depending on their weight and depending on how many receptors they have. Remember we talked about that. So when there's someone that's younger, they have not developed their brain and all of those receptors haven't fully developed yet. And that takes to about 26. And so what that means is that they have, um, they have fewer receptors. And so we have to look at, we have to really look at dosing as micro dosing. And when I was talking about starting very slowly, and starting with one thing, um, it's important to understand the significance of THC or CBD or CBN and what that really means. And so if somebody is taking large amounts of, say, uh, a cannabis oil that is, you know, 60 or 80% THC, they may actually have benefits um, from the THC and a calming benefit, but then your kid might actually be extremely stoned. And that's something that, uh, you know, doesn't sit well, I don't think, with many families or very many parents. And so it's important to understand that we don't, we can use THC and we can use it in a microdosing way. And if we pair it with CBD or we pair it with CBN, we actually, and, and it's in small dosages and it's controlled then we actually don't experience these psychoactive experiences where the child or the patient is, you know, almost canatonic or sedated or just really stoned. Um, because you kind of, you got to find a balance. If something's going to work, you can't just give that um, to a patient and just say, okay, well, that's a side effect. You're going to be stoned all day. And so we developed these sublinguals that actually work in one milligram drops. 
And so, you know, if you're a patient or, or a parent trying to administer this, it's important to start as low as humanly possible because each, each person is going to be uniquely different. And they're already uniquely different because of the condition that they have. And so they all respond very differently. Um, some patients are very sensitive to THC. Some patients can take 50 milligrams of it. Um, but what's important is you want to start very slow. And my suggestion is, um, you know, start with CBD and CBN, which doesn't have THC in it. And it's, in my, in my opinion, one of the safest combinations uh, that helps for calming. And eventually you will be comfortable uh, once you see the effects and how that works and how you can administer that at night or as a rescue formula. But once you, once you uh, get comfortable with that, adding on something that's THC and CBD as a one-to-one -one ratio in one milligram dosage, dosages at a time, that means that they're half milligram of THC and half milligram of CBD. And so some patients may only use four drops. Some patients may use 20 milligrams. Um, it really depends on the condition and, and uh, what we're trying to accomplish. But generally, you, you know, most where autism fits is you, you generally have the most results with CBD and THC um, administered, you know, uh, once a day or even twice a day, but generally once a day. And then you use the CBD and CBN as kind of uh, an event that's coming up or a stressful situation and you give it as a, a pre-dose. Um, but I think that's like the most important thing to get away from this is that, you know, the old days of, you know, getting a syringe with high concentrations of THC and pushing out a little rice drop and trying to eat it is really the most inefficient way of using, um, you know, the full spectrum or the broad spectrum of the plant. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of parents are wondering too. You're you're giving this great information on you know we see CBD a lot now. There are various companies coming out with products for CBD, and it's known for calming. It's getting you know it's growing in awareness, but then there's that quality issue. So um, maybe what uh, what somebody would look for in a company or in a product that let them know or what to ask for that lets them know if that is of quality. And then how you had mentioned actnowprogram.com is your website. And again, everything that we talk about, I'm going to link to at the um, the page at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash pot, P-O-T, so that you can get these links and this information. Um, so how would a parent get um, you know, get the CBD and THC and, and the best one for their child. So that the best way is to go to the acnowprogram.com. And then I have to move into my thought immediately goes to, and if you're in California or Colorado versus where in the world you can get it. I had a mom in the UK write in and say, we can't get it in the UK and the government's holding it, withholding it from us. So, you know, do you have some, a little bit of directive for people that are in various places, how they might be able to get good quality? Yeah, so there is some walls and barriers for sure. Um, we've had a lot of development, though, that's kind of exciting for those that are in the United States, at least. Um, when you go to that website under Act Now, there is now a new section. There's two sections. There's products that are found in California, which has a store locator. Um, we also have direct delivery to anyone who's 21 and up. So California has changed a lot in the last two years, which really what that translates to is accessibility. So if you're a parent or you're a patient, 
and you are 21 and up, you can now access um, the full line of Prana anywhere in the state of California. And there's delivery services that if you're at a private residency and you're visiting, you can um, you can access this. So you don't necessarily have to be a medical patient anymore. And your son or daughter does not have to be actually registered. You can just be an adult 21 plus and get it. So you could fly in anywhere in California and get that. So there's a store locator, there's ways to get that, um, which makes it a lot better than two years ago. That's for anything that has THC in it. Now on the same website, uh, under the hemp section, our public company has uh, in the last year or so um, developed about a $12 million facility, um, if you will, or operation. Um, that is processing um, large amounts of organic hemp in Colorado and has launched our own uh, hemp line that has those CBD sublinguals but also has the CBD and CBN. Um, one of them is called hemp and the other one is the hemp PM. And so um, that is accessible to all 50 states and it's actually on Amazon as well. So if you went onto Amazon and you went into the search and you searched prana, um, uh, you would search like prana uh, uh, sublingual drops or prana hemp. You could search prana. I think it was prana hemp oil, and you'll see um, you'll see sublinguals that pop up, and you just click the manufacturer, and you'll see um, topical line as well. And so um, we have another uh, link on that ActNow page that takes you direct to the manufacturer, which is us that um, is under Nutra, Nutra, um, the NutraMedHealth.com. And now there's accessibility um, to all 50 states um, for yeah. that CBD and CBN, you know. But there is, there is still a wall, which is unfortunate. Um, these products can't be shipped outside of the United States. And so um, that is another, it's a whole nother topic if you want to jump into that one. Um, okay. What's going on with things being brought in and shipped out. All right. We need to take a really short break. And um, I'm sure parents are wondering what you had to say about that, as am I. So, uh, again, this is Naturally Recovering Autism. And stay with us. We will be right back after the show. Hi, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Karen Thomas, and today we are talking with Tony Verzura, who's a medical-grade cannabis expert. And before the break, we were talking about uh, really how a parent could access these um, these high-quality products, and there are various ways to do that. And so, Tony, uh, uh, I know that there are a lot of people wondering you know, is there a benefit to flying in and purchasing a particular product um, that only they can only get, say, in California, and then how do they transport it out? Um, and then going on Amazon, being able to purchase some of your product, others that are you, you can't sell online uh, for various reasons. Uh, maybe you can kind of go into that a little bit and then how people could uh, could take it home if they wanted to, if they flew in. Tony, are you there? Please. I am here. Can you hear me? Oh. Yes, I can now. We lost you for a moment. Um, did you uh, hear? Okay. Could you hear me? Yes. Yes, oh, I okay. can hear you crystal clear. Um, yeah, it's a little tricky subject and one in which I can't like recommend, uh, you know, uh, breaking the law, if you will, but you should understand the laws. And that's really what this comes down to, um, understanding the risk that you're taking um, and the laws that are out there. And, um, 
you know, most people understand that THC in itself is a controlled controlled substance, but so is so is CBD, and so is hemp. And there's a lot of confusion that's out there within our own country between the the uh, DEA statements and the FDA position. Um, but you have to understand that hemp does exist in our country and outside of our country. And hemp right now is being manufactured uh, and cultivated in Colorado, in Kentucky, in Oregon. Multiple different states um, embrace the agricultural plant and the utilization of the industrial hemp as well as um, research for, for hemp. And so there's been a lot of push in the last five years that you can see as long as it's, it's classified hemp, and hemp is something that is 0.03% THC or less. And so once you, once you have a plant or you have an extract that has more than 0.03% THC, then it falls into a different category, which falls into the category of, of uh, controlled substance that has a lot more strict laws built around it that you see medical cannabis and adult use um, regulations at the state level. Since the last time we talked, there was, you know, under 10, it was under 10 states I think, or maybe 15, and now we're over 26, which tells you that the majority of the country is in, in acceptance of, of hemp and is in acceptance of medical cannabis, and fewer are more in acceptance of adult use because they, they are looking at it as, um, uh, you know, a recreational thing, but I look at it as accessibility. So if, some, if a group of people needed access to medical-grade products, and they had to go through a script and they had to go through all of these loopholes to try to get to it. It makes it very difficult to get to it. It also has an industry that's kind of in its infancy stage, meaning once you regulate it and once you make it an adult product, that means the testing, the manufacturing, the distribution, the track and trace, um, the protocols that go behind what it takes to get a product to public is under a lot more scrutiny and in the favor of the consumer. And so it's a ability thing. And when you access uh, THC, um, let's say you were trying to, if you flew into California and you grabbed a whole bunch of bud, you know, in jars and tried to fly out, um, there are rules. And TSA has made rules about that. Anything more than a, a quarter pound, they're going to compensate. Um, there's federal guidelines that um, come into play before they can even make a charge. So those are important to know, um, having 10,000 plants or having 10,000 pounds or having thousands of grams of hashish. These things are all federal guidelines that will get you in big trouble um, or, or transporting uh, cannabis flowers that have THC between states. But when we look at it as a, a sublingual or a capsule um, and you look at a risk factor, of that, and you look at what you're uh, possessing and what they're really after. They're after drug traffickers. They're after people that are going around uh, a regulated system, black markets. Uh, you know, if it didn't if it didn't have its taxes paid for, you're in the black market. So I can't imagine that you know coming into California, buying your medicine, and flying out is perfectly 100% legal, but you just weigh the, those, you, you look at what's, what's really out there. We know that hemp and CBD is just as illegal as THC. 
um, but it has a regulated model. It has a agricultural regulated model, which there hasn't been to date any of these companies um, that have been prosecuted. But once they ship it outside of the United States, it gets confiscated. And oftentimes there's no charges. So there's a big confusion of like what's legal and what's not. But essentially from the DEA, everything from cannabis is illegal. Are they prosecuting? Are they coming after patients? The answer is no. They're not targeting medical patients. They're not targeting uh, patients that are using uh, these types of products. They're targeting people that are, you know, trying to traffic and try to go around the system. So there are, you know, thousands of patients that do come to California. Um, they get sublinguals or they get their capsules. Uh, they fly back, and there hasn't, uh, there hasn't been any, you know, anyone that's like stopping them or trying to arrest them or anything like that because ultimately these are generally parents trying to help their kids well that's good to know i mean that's uh, sort of refreshing that the that even the airlines are they're letting they're letting these people go there it's not it's pretty obvious that they're they're using it for a medical purpose they're not trying to like you said traffic it as a you know as a large drug transfer or something like that they're just looking for they're looking for the larger scale you know problematic issues not not small scale and and hopefully especially not, not parents trying to ch- help their children right all right we need to take one more short break here and then we will be right back uh this is naturally recovering autism i'm your host karen thomas from live from bold brave media tune in radio and iheart radio stay with us we will Hi, and welcome back to Naturally Recovering Autism. I'm your host, Karen Thomas, and today we have Tony Verzura, who is a medical-grade cannabis expert with us. And we were uh, sort of wrapping up a little bit about how parents could uh, attain these quality products, where to get them. I definitely will link to everything that we discussed in this episode at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash pot, P-O-T. And um, Tony, can you tell us then uh, what the future is looking like, uh, especially maybe in the U.S. for medical-grade cannabis and, um, and, uh, and the, the trend of where it's going? Sure. Uh, it is exciting times because it, it appears that the last five years has really helped uh, CBD studies. But now, um, since we've talked, we've had a company from the U.K. actually bring in their product and get it through the FDA. So there's a FDA-approved cannabis drug um, plant-based that has made it through. Um, and as of last week, um, our Canadian companies have announced that they're going to start to be allowed to import um, different products for clinical study. We started our clinical trials in another country and plan on bringing them back into the United States as a phase three. And so I think that uh, the future is going to be exciting because we're finally going to be able to properly study um, the benefits of not only products, but the full landscape of, of cannabinoids and terpenes and, and truly see what combinations help different ailments. It sounds like the research that you're doing, you just continue to do it and you just keep finding more and more as it should, but, but more and more uh, benefits. Is, is that right? I mean, it just seems like the, the picture's yeah. just getting brighter. Well, and more, and, you know, this has become a very big industry, and the companies we're talking about, their market caps and values are $15 billion. Um, each one of these companies, it's it's multi, multi-billions of dollars now uh, invested into uh, product research and development. And so eventually this is, 
this is going to lead to a new path and a new discovery. And I think, like I said many years ago, um, this is going to lead to a discovery of natural plant medicine that we should have been using this whole time instead of creating uh, synthetic drugs to just give patients. Yeah, I am absolutely all about natural and safe. Um, you know, we don't want the, any of the side, side effects of the other prescription issues as well as, you know, because they're not natural and body fights them. And then there are these these other uh, negatives that come with us where um, the cannabis just seems to you know, again, it's a natural product, but it's safe. And I, I want to mention to the audience that Tony had mentioned my work with food, and I do have, uh, as I term naturally, recovering autism recovery is to to be able to regain health. That's what the, the uh, actual definition of recovery means. And I do have a step-by-step online program that is global. It's in over 35 countries already, where I walk parents through the steps that I used to recover my own son completely naturally from his symptoms of autism. And I know everybody's recovery levels are different, but these kids can get better. There are natural resources that can help them. And um, and so, again, for this episode and everything that Tony has shared with us. Uh, I will link all of those things and to my online step-by-step program. Um, it, all of that, the links there, if you're interested, will be at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash pot, P-O-T, so that you can find all of this easily um, and get the help that you need for your kids and know that there are na- natural and safe choices available to you uh, to help your child uh, get well uh, as, as easily and as safely as possible to get the optimum results. Thank you, Tony, so much much for being here today. I greatly appreciate your help and your expertise. Thank you, Karen. You're brilliant. I love what you do. So anytime you want to have me back, I'm glad to join. Okay, thank you. Yeah, that might be a great idea. You obviously have a, a you know, continuing in- information and more resources to offer. So that sounds like a great idea. All right. Thanks again. Thank you for, for tuning in today, everyone, and uh, have a great week. We will see you next time.